Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Christian Arcan, it's Megan Ottolini. Your phone number is 617-779-7937. Boston Celtics with a big win last night. So the Bruins had a nice win, too. I'm frustrated uh, with these teams right now. Not because they're not playing well. They're playing too well. It's not you run out of ways to say they're awesome, you know, like especially the Bruins, especially. The Celtics have had a couple of, you know, kinks in the armor this year. They had that one uh, stretch the last time they played Golden State. They lost five out of their next six. And uh, you could pick a couple of things apart there. They've righted the ship since then. The Bruins never freaking lose ever, uh, except randomly to the Kraken. Like, you know, once a, once a month, maybe the Bruins One will lose a game. flat game in 2023 so far. That's it. And uh, the Celtics just keep on rolling. And this was a big one for them. You know, that was, uh, that was a big, important win for them in a game that didn't go their way. It was, uh, it was kind of an ugly game. It was not a pretty game for the Warriors, to be sure. And the Celtics, uh, from Jason Tatum to Jalen Brown all the way on down, basically everybody except Al Horford having a hard time finding their offense. And despite that, despite the fact that it was more of a rock fight than uh, than the normal games these Celtics play, they were able to come away with a hard-fought, uh, well-deserved win. And they beat Golden State in overtime with uh, with heart and grit because they weren't doing it with their jump shot. You know, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't going down like that. It was not a pretty game. These uh, these Celtics, and that was a concern I had is that they only really win when they're winning these pretty games. They got Golden State in here, a uh, game with a lot of emotion, certainly, and I you can listen to Jason Tatum say, oh, "I was just like any other game." You know, it wasn't. You know that it wasn't. You know, this was an important game for them, and that they had it circled on their calendar for a long time, and they won. I mean, it wasn't pretty, but they won. And they won despite missing a lot of shots, despite uh, good defensive effort there from Golden State, and despite a ton of sloppy turnovers. All of that they were able to overcome and still win this game. That was my big takeaway as well. And I wrote about this for WEI.com, a really, really compelling website if you haven't visited it. 
terms of reading columns. Maybe uh, on the whole internet. Yeah, yeah. I was re- uh, I was at the game last night, and Fourier actually got mad at me about this because I was texting him this morning, and I said this is a really ugly, like just an incredibly ugly statement win. And he's like, statement win? It's not a statement win. And I think it is. I think it is a statement win. Because this is absolutely You're wrong, Fourier. Yeah, it's a game you would have lost last spring. Absolutely. Last June, you lose this game. Because there is a when we talk about the depth to this team, or when I talk about the depth to this team, I'm not talking about the eight man rotation or how Peyton Pritchard is so good he could be, you know, a seventh man somewhere else and instead he's buried on the bench. Uh, But hi, Fourier. That threw me off. I haven't heard that voice in a (laughs) while. I'm sorry. I'm talking about like the different ways that they can win. And I was thinking back to the first game of the finals in June. And mm-hmm. after that uh, Celtics win, how Draymond Green was reading out the stats of who was making the shots. Very and being Derek White yeah. and Al Horford. And he said, okay, something aligns of, I don't think they're going to do that again. And at the time, everybody, whoa, the disrespect, the disrespect for right. the role players. Al Horford, he's been great all through the playoffs. Derek White, new dad strength. Everybody was talking about that. Well, he was kind of right because they couldn't replicate that. What they did last night was so ugly and I hate to say gritty because it sounds so (laughs) dumb, but it's true. It was like Tatum and between Tatum and Jalen Brown, they could not hit anything. Nothing was falling for them. They were five for 24 with four minutes left in the third quarter. They were shooting horribly. And you can say it's like a mental block that they have with Golden State or whatever. Tatum played the entire second half. He played the entire overtime. He nabbed 19 rebounds. So he left it all out there. Like, would like him to get over that mental block for sure. Would like him not to throw a dumb pass at the very end of regulation that gets picked off by Wiggins and return to the other side of the court for basket for the Warriors. Would like that. But I'm not going to hate on the guy because you can't knock the hustle. And if they can win that way, they can replicate that win. They can. Yeah. I think so. I think that what the main thing people are missing about this game is that if the Celtics had gone out and hit all their shots and shot 60% from three and won like 145 to 110 or something, that wouldn't have really taught me anything. No, you'd be like, wow, what a great night for the Celtics. I know that the Celtics can win games like that. They've been winning games like that all year. I didn't know that they could win these kind of games. I didn't know that this was in their repertoire, especially against a team like Golden State. This hasn't been the easiest uh, go for them, if you haven't noticed. The Golden State beat them earlier in the year, and they still have this thing in their head from the finals last year, as they should, by the way. They should still have that in their head. Um, and that was clear, I think, right away, that this is not going to be an easy one, even though Golden State can't beat anybody outside of uh, the Bay Area this year. It still wasn't going to be easy. But the Celtics, when they're hitting their shots and – you know, Tatum's blowing kisses and Brogdon's, you know, breakdancing and everybody's doing what they're doing. Yeah, I know that they can beat anybody when they play like that. I don't know that they could uh, win games when they're having an off night against a team like Golden State, even, you know, Golden State on the road. This taught me more about this team, and I think it has me feeling better about this team than it would have if they had had, like, a statement blowout win. I don't think that would have really shown me anything. That's, you know, they can they can win games like that. We know that already. Especially 
and I don't know, maybe we're going too far in the other direction, but the Warriors are awful on the road this season so far. Like, they are awful. So if they had just stomped them, it's like, okay, you did with it. It's just the Warriors on the road. Look what they did to you at home. Yeah, you didn't have Al Horford and Rob Williams when you saw the Warriors in the Bay, but, like, look at them out here. I don't know. I do feel like I learned more about this team last night and that I, I think that there's a maturity there. There's an ability to bounce back from the mistakes that they make that they didn't have last year and that they certainly didn't have the years before that. And so they showed me something. I do think it's a statement win. I don't know. I I, I came away going that was a super fun game. It was a super ugly game. <laughs> and I'm still impressed by Tatum because of what he left out there. 48 minutes. Like 48 minutes. That's insane. Just being able to do that in the NBA, cardio-wise, is nuts. Al Horford. Al Horford coming out and setting the tone the way that he did. Playing playoff defense. Chasing down a block. Like, I I understand he had two days off before. Uh, Jason Tatum, I believe, was joking about how... Do we have this, Ryan? Uh, Jason Tatum was joking about how he wanted Al Horford to have a little more time off. Ryan? Yep, you're grabbing it. Ryan? You know, I joked with Al. He came out and looked like he was 25 today. Two days off. I said he need he need more two day more uh, two days in a row because uh, he he looked he came out and set the tone. He really did, and we all kind of followed behind that uh, the rest of the night. So you know, Al was big for us the whole game. Hit the big three late, um, but just the way he started, you know, kind of set the tone for us the rest of the game. Yeah. I mean, I look that we had a caller call in earlier who said, like, I want Jason Tatum setting the tone for the game. Mm-hmm. I want Jalen Brown setting the tone for the na- game. Jalen Brown saved the game. He did. Jalen Brown, like, just flipped the switch in the fourth quarter and found something where he just drove to the basket and he didn't do the thing where he drives through three or four different people <laughs> and then coughs the ball up. Right. Which I guess, according to Jared Weiss from The Athletic, we talked to him earlier. If you missed it, check it out on the Odyssey app. He told us essentially we just have to live with that. <laughs> I'm not an ambi-turner. I can't turn left. It's <laughs> true. Jalen Brown cannot go left. They were talking about that on the Warriors bench last night, apparently. Yes. Like, I just gotta, hey, just like the finals, just force him left. But he was able to go essentially straight on and dunk. So he had not that. an ambi-turner. Uh, one thing we talked about with Jared Weiss was load management. And this from the Celtics about 30 minutes ago. Injury report for tomorrow in Toronto against the Toronto Raptors. Gallinari out. Jason Tatum out. Jason Tatum will sit that game out with left wrist soreness. This seems to me like about load management to the extreme. I mean, maybe he's got a sore wrist. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But I'm fine with that. And I think that this is something that the Celtics are going to have to start really thinking about here going forward is uh, how do you preserve these guys? How do you preserve Tatum and Brown? Especially Brown now is dealing with something. Um, he's the back. Adductor. He, the adductor. You know, the, uh, the thigh there. He played well last night um, down the stretch, but he was having an awful shooting game up to that. The first three quarters, I think he was like one for nine from the field. Uh, not his best game, to Five be sure. for 24. Yeah. Up and, until the very end of the third quarter between your two stars. Yeah, they were not they were not hitting their shots. And uh, Jason Tatum, I mean, listen, you, you can give him as many days off as you need. This team has built up enough of a lead and I think got enough of a uh, – maybe not enough of a lead to like hold on to and, and rest all their guys for the rest of the year. Of course, not that, but I feel like they've established themselves 
they're the class of the NBA. They're definitely the class of the Eastern Conference. There's no doubt about that right now. Um, so, yeah, rest, guys. Be at 100% when the playoffs come around. Don't run out of gas again. That's got to be priority number one here. I do want to talk about this, about the Tatum mental game here. Okay. Um, this was him in post game talking about looking forward to this Warriors game just as another game in the league. And I feel like even just the way he talks about this, I just, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Just listen and then we'll discuss. You know, just trying to put the past behind us, right? Tip our hat off to them. They won the championship. They beat us. You know, all those things. Uh, it's a new season, right? There's nothing we could do about that. This win doesn't avenge <laughs> last playoffs. Uh, and a loss wouldn't have made it any worse, right? It's just it's a regular season game. We've played them twice now, and if we see them later down the road, you know, we see them. Uh, it's a good team win from the aspect that we're just figuring it out. Um, but now, you know, just move on to the next one. It's a Thursday, and we're playing against a really good team. You know, reach, rematch of the finals, anything like that. Um, not make it bigger than anything it is. It's one game. They all count as one. And I think we learned from that early in December, playing against them. And, um, you know, just came out a little bit more relaxed today. I just don't believe, I don't believe any of that. I think he's doing the Brady thing, like, what is it, 90% of the time I'm at the podium, I'm lying. They like, all count as one. <laughs> it's a, he, he even says in there, if we had lost, like, that wouldn't be something along the lines of, like, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. It would have been a big deal. It would have. If you got swept by the team that took the championship from you in the regular season, that would have been a big deal. Especially what I say versus what I think are two totally different things. <laughs> of course. I would say 90% of what I say is probably not what I'm thinking. I would they say all count as one. That would have been a massive deal, especially if Brown hadn't sunk that three-pointer yeah. after Tatum threw that awful pass that he got picked a, off by Wiggins. He would have been the GOAT. Oh, my God. The GOAT in a bad way. The GOAT in a bad way, Yeah, yes. the way that like we used to talk horns. about the GOAT. Right, yeah. and he would have deserved it because he tried to give that game away. And, you know, for all the efforts and everything, I mean, he played a good game, obviously, uh, with 19 rebounds and 30-whatever uh, points. He was he was important. He was a huge factor, and he sort of bullied his way into uh, into a lot of those points. But if, that, if Brown hadn't made that three, we'd be having a very different conversation about Jason Tatum today. And I think that, you know... That's why winning's so important. That's why winning ugly games is so important. It covers up everything. Winning's the ultimate uh, deodorant, you know? No matter what d- foul odors there may be, coming from Jason Tatum and the turnovers or the bad shooting or whatever, you won the game. You beat him, all right? You, you, you killed the boogeyman until you have to see him again, which this year you probably won't, let's be honest here. I don't know if the Warriors are going to be uh, advancing to the NBA Finals this season, although stranger things have happened. 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. We'll get to your phone calls right after trending here with Ryan Garvin. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Selling a little or a lot? <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast get boston sports original on the go wherever you go just download the odyssey app we're right back to it on weei WEEI, Christian Arkin, Megan Ottolini here with you until 6 o'clock. Phone number 617-779-7937. One thing bothered me about the game last night, and it had nothing to do with Jason Tatum and the turnovers or missing the shots or anything really that even happened on the court. What what bothered me happened before the opening tip-off. Was it the traffic? Partially, yes. Okay. Because it seems uh, to be an issue for everyone. Jalen Brown and I both had the same issue trying to get to that godforsaken game. Yeah. Uh, It took Jalen Brown two hours to get uh, 15 minutes, he said. And I believe it. I believe it because it took me over an hour to get from here to there. So when I say the traffic is partially what is uh, upsetting me, it is because in the player intros, they intro Draymond Green and there was not even a dull roar of uh, booze for him. 
It's like crickets. And the reason why is because no one was in their seats yet because there was so much traffic, no one was there. And that's part of it, obviously. But I think even if it had been a full house for player intros, just based on the way the rest of the game went and sort of what the atmosphere uh, seemed like on my TV, you were there, maybe you you can correct me if I'm wrong here, it seemed muted. It seemed like there wasn't really that much uh, distaste and anger sort of built up for this team that not only beat you and uh, beat you bad in the finals last year, but beat you again in uh, California a couple of weeks ago. And in between all of these beatings have kind of been shaking their ass in your face like the entire time. Really, like Draymond Grease, Steph, Steve Kerr, all those classy Boston fans, like they've, they've kind of enjoyed this. They've reveled in it. They like that they beat you. They like that they beat us. Like, that's that's part of what made it so enjoyable for them. It wasn't like beating LeBron and the Cavs. No, no, no. We beat Boston. We beat the whole city. We beat them all. Like, they like each evil other players. Evil Boston. We beat evil Boston. And for for whatever reason, I think it's probably the traffic, I just felt like that. And maybe everybody just read John Tomasi and said, you know what? We should all grow up, you know? Thanks, Tomasi. <laughs> John Tomasi. Good job, Boston. This the- is John Tomasi Celtics. I know. How do you like it? Hashtag- oh, Draymond Green's coming out? Yay! Uh, sorry. <laughs> Hashtag not Thanks, my Celtics. Thanks, Yeah. Nice job. Way to go. Anyways, it Michelle seems like... Michelle Wu's traffic, John Tomasi's Celtics. <laughs> like, I know... Really nice. We're, we're going really over to- the top about the traffic, <laughs> but the thing that they said on the broadcast last night, Chris Haynes said that the Celtics have... Uh, the city of Boston put in a bid for, I believe it was the 2026 All-Star Game. Sure. How does last night indicate that this city is capable of handling... Anything. You're barely capable of doing a, a bars road race, for God's sakes. You want to bring the all-star game here when it takes Jalen Brown 15 minutes or 22 hours to get somewhere it would take him 15 minutes? You're going to put a bid in? Let's let's get the roads fixed first before we start hosting all-star games. I was driving down Causeway Street, and I, if you want to know my whole journey, I opened the show with it. But it was a it was a journey to get to the Celtics game last night. My journey. There was a point Megan when Evelyn. I was at when when I went to the second parking garage and it was full uh-huh. and I was stuck on Causeway like I couldn't move. My car couldn't move. There was just the, there was a fire truck that was pulled across the road, and there were just people flooding the streets. It was like an apocalyptic event, and I almost called Ken. To be like, Ken, I bleep this. I I am here, like I am in front of the garden, but I have nowhere to put my car. I'm like, I am in such a bad mood. I don't even want to go. <laughs> I was very happy I was there, but yeah, I, I totally uh, off track this though. Talk more about Draymond. Um, Draymond Green is the last villain, right? He's the last villain the Celtics have. On my whole life, there was always a villain. There was always someone as a Celtics fan. There was always a villain that you could hate. And it was so great, you know, from the old Pistons to uh, Magic and the Lakers and then, you know, and the the Nets with Kenyon Martin and Jason Kidd and all those teams and then LeBron all those years. And- whoa, 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 I think you're forgetting someone. Who am I forgetting? Kyrie. And Kyrie. I didn't get to That's him yet, but yeah, villain. Kyrie, sure. I wasn't I Look, wasn't at that part there of is, the there's hope timeline for, yet. There's hope for villains yet, but Kyrie's still there. Kyrie's and when still Kevin, there. look, Nets can't do a damn thing without Kevin Durant. True. They've proven that. But when Kevin Durant comes back, maybe they'll make a nice little run. Hey, maybe it'll be Nets Celtics somehow in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. And, and then the you get double birds Kyrie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even feel like that's a rivalry anymore. The Celtics own them. Yeah, well, it's true. Not the Celtics only, destroy them every time they play them. Not now. only do the Celtics own the Nets, but I mean your your star, your MVP candidate is is Biffles 
with the number one enemy on the team. I mean, True. it was it was easier to root against the Lakers because you knew Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and all those guys, Kendrick Perkins, wanted, you know, no hugs, no daps from Pau Gasol and Kobe Bryant. It's not, it's, you know, I'm not saying, oh, it's the AAU culture, but with the Nets specifically, there's no way. I think the closest you're going to get is maybe Jimmy Butler, and I feel like he kind of leans into that role a, a little bit more in the uh, the black hat, so to speak. Yeah, I agree. I just Jimmy don't Butler's think... like a villain to his own coach, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you yeah. know, like that. He's just kind of. I love Jimmy Butler. He's a different he's bird. Just, I like him for. He's just out there. Draymond's a villain to his own teammates. Draymond clocked his teammate in practice this year. I mean, like, you know, being a villain, there's sort of that part that accompanies it, I guess. And with Kyrie, it's different, obviously. He's, you know, a whole uh, mess of things with him. But I look at the Nets, and I think, you know, probably the same way the Yankees looked at the Red Sox every year until 2004. That's how I look at them Aww, now. You guys are so cute. You'll I, get there. Next. Oh, yes, you will. Yes, you will, little Red Sox. Exactly. Yeah. Kyrie, Kevin Durant. KB talking all. You know That's who cute. wants to be the villain? Who that? Joel Embiid. Hmm. Embiid, like, I remember a couple years ago during, it might have been 2018, uh, that run, 2017, 2018, uh, Embiid would, would come in here and try to, like, talk so much trash about hey, how the Bob, shut up. how the Boston crowd wasn't very loud mm-hmm. and this and that. But it's like the Sixers are just not a threat. They're just not. So, again, maybe it's just Boston is too good to have a villain against. That's, I don't, I don't like that. Why? I just don't like that whole thing. Like You're in rare air. They're too good. What, the 86 Celtics? They were they were pretty good, too. And they had they had uh, rivals and they were villains. You know, like, I just, I feel like it's a, it's an attitude thing now. You know, like, now the attitude is sort of, well, you know, like, uh, no one, no one deserves to be rivals with but the it Celtics. But like, it no, could that's come not, out of nowhere. Like remember um, during the Bridgie Celtics? I don't remember which year it was. When it was Celtics Wizards, was that like 2012? That was, that was and everybody yeah. was dressing for the funeral. Battle of the stuff. Kellys. It was like really dorky, but it was really fun. That was like 2017, right? No, I think that was like 2012, 2013. It was a long. Kelly Olenek was on that team because I remember he flattened yeah, Kelly with Isaiah Ubre. Thomas, where he got his teeth, where his tooth got knocked out. Yeah, that was a long time ago. That wasn't 2017. Hell no, that Kyrie was on that 2017 team. It was 2017. It was 2017. Yeah, it was 2017. What's wrong with me? I don't know. I think my brain just broke. <laughs> too many bugs in your food. Yeah, right. You've been eating too many fig bugs. <laughs> That's the problem. They're eating your brain. Oh my now. god. <laughs> it does see five Scratch years ago. That. Is a long that time ago. That didn't happen. Uh, it did. It just twenty twelve. The Celtics were ass in twenty twelve. I think I, that might have been their the year they got knocked out by the New York Knicks. Chauncey Billups and Carmelo Anthony. You're right. Dressed for the You're funeral. right. That's You're, right. Yeah. You're right. I remember that. I remember that. Stoudemire. They were uh, they were bad that year. Yeah. Or like I, the, the little bit of time where I hated Kendrick Perkins when he played for the Cavaliers because he was just cold clocking everybody. I think he knocked out Jay Crowder with a, an elbow. It's the same thing. It's just I don't know if it's that the the players on the Celtics seem a little easy going. If you're not going to get that 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 tiff that you want to see, like you saw with Kelly Oubre and Kelly Olynyk, or if it's just there's not enough guys like that. Like a guy like Joel Embiid who really does seem like he wants to stir some you know what up. And it's just they're not enough of those guys in basketball right now, at least playing for good teams. Draymond was fully hated last June. Yeah. Like fully hated. So it might just be it might just be a, you know, the circumstance of the calendar that Could is be. January. Everybody's yeah. depressed because the Patriots didn't even make the playoffs. I've seen like, a gray I mean, sky for twenty seven consecutive days and I just don't have the energy to boo Draymond when I see him. 
That's soft. I'm sorry, Celtics fans. That's a little soft. I understand it took a while to get in there and you didn't get your full, you know, uh, pregame rituals going, I'm sure, uh, that, you know, everybody uh, counts on before they go into a game. But that doesn't excuse the the lack of anger last night. It doesn't excuse the lack of passion. I think you need – I think the Celtics fans need, a, I don't know, some kind of spark. I don't know what it is exactly. But uh, don't get too comfortable. You need someone all, to cheap shot one of your stars. Well, I don't, I don't want that to happen. But I do think that Celtics fans, you're acting like this team's won like three championships in a row. That's it's sort of what's true. annoying. You're there acting is like a little entitlement here. This air of, well, wow, we're comfort. so good. And we're so, you know, we uh, these other teams don't. Deserve. You haven't won anything. You haven't. Well, you you got embarrassed last year in the finals. And you got embarrassed in the years prior to that, too. You still have a lot to prove. This has been a great regular season so far, no question about it. But Celtics fans and team and the team and Tatum, to his credit, is trying to sort of keep the you know keep the uh, passion and excitement up every every night like it's the same thing. But there's a target on your back this year. You're considered the best team in the league, and you're playing like it. But you haven't won anything I mean, yet. Our team has been to the Final Four three of the last four years. With- no, that era is over. The final four. The final four in the NBA. I think that era is done. Um, yeah, probably. Um, what is uh, upsetting about that, and just to cross sports here real quick, in the NFL right now, speaking of rivalries and you know anger and fan bases and stuff like that, the NFL right now is considering something that I think might be the dumbest thing ever. Mike Florio was writing about this today. He says the evidence is hiding in plain sight with a potential AFC championship in Atlanta between the Bills and the Chiefs derailed as soon as tomorrow. The league wants everyone to know in the event that both teams don't win this weekend, it would have been awesome. In other words, it will be awesome when we vote to play both conference championships at a neutral site. The foundation is further being put in place for the NFL's next strategy for cramming even more cheese into the crust of the pizza and for squeezing more golden eggs from the goose's ass. (laughs) I don't nice like those being in the same sentence. I'm Good with analogies. It. I like it. It doesn't feel like an if. It seems like a when. And if the Bills and Chiefs meet in Atlanta and it goes as well as the NFL hopes, it could start as soon as next year. I, I got to tell you, I for all the mistakes the NFL makes on big things, domestic violence, child abuse, you know, like they, they screw up a lot. The off-field stuff is rough on the track record. They're horrible. I mean, really, they have a horrible record when it comes to stuff I like that. I believe that the NFL does the right thing at shut the end Shut up, of the Roger. Day. Just, just shut up. Um, they usually get stuff like this right. Usually, I feel like they get the fans and sort of the excite. you know, like the, the, the whole thing with the cities and the arena. They like, understand at the game what the fans want. They get like, that. They get what the product, how the product sells. Both conference championships at neutral sites? Idiotic. I mean, are you serious? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Super Bowl light. You're taking away uh, conf- a potential conference championship game at Arrowhead, at Gillette, at Orchard Park. Uh, you know, hell in Seattle, Seattle, Philly. Like, you know what I mean? Like these teams, you're going to take that away from those fans, that arena, and that neighborhood, and everything. Like, why? Why would you do that? Green Bay. That's that's preposterous to me. You think Lambo? Those fans want to not go to Lambo. They'd rather go to Atlanta or Dallas in, or what? Like, what January, are you talking about? That people don't want to watch Lambo. Of course, people do. That's a big part of it. It's home field advantage. The reason why it's called that, and it's baked into the betting lines and sort of everything else. So get ready for that too. By the way, NFL. You know, all of a sudden now you're gonna have all these wise guys all pissed off at you because no one's got a home field advantage in the conference championships anymore. Um, but really, I just I. Are they that strapped? Like, are they are they losing money? Do they need to? I can't I can't fathom 
how this made it past uh, like a pitch. You know what I mean? Like someone pitched this to Roger, and Roger's like, no, we're not doing that. Like it clearly got past that level. If it's being talked about, it's being written about like this. People in rooms somewhere all took a vote and said, yeah, I think this is a great idea. Like this is the maybe one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. The the idea of making all of the conference championship games neutral site games. What are you talking about? It would be such a mistake, and it would be so strange to do it now after one team had it so many years in their home field. Yeah. After you had it at Gillette so many years. Like that that Roger now that. when it's just a little bit, you know, I mean, it's not completely unpredictable, but it's not like it's in the same place every year, yeah. at least in, in one conference. And it's like, well, let's see if we can go take it to Indianapolis. To Atlanta. Like you said, I don't, it, it would definitely be dome cities, right? You would think so. Yeah. You would think so. They wouldn't Again, want to it's just, it's sanitizing. It would be problems, sanitizing yeah. so much and taking so much of the like organic nature of that game out of it. And it's also something that you play for. Yeah. Like when we talk about things, when it comes down to the wire at the end of the season and the really good teams, what are the really good teams playing for? Like the NFL has to consider that, that when you're in weeks 15, 16, 17, that you're looking at, oh, are they going to rest their players? Is this just going to be a throwaway game? Is some crappy team going to sneak into the playoffs because the good team that they were scheduled almost a year ago to play is now resting their players because they have nothing to play for like between the buys and adding in another team and Mm -hmm. adding in another week and then adding in okay a neutral site like just stop messing with it why do you have to to win the game why do you have to like squeeze every possible dollar out of it well i think we know why i know but it's just like I don't know. At some point, things like this come back to bite you. I do think they do. I think this would be a bridge too far for a lot of fan bases. But let's be honest here. It's only really going to affect one team, right? And all the other, thir- I guess two, but like all the other uh, teams are going to either be playing at a neutral site when they would have been on the road. And so that's fine for them. And the rest of the teams don't care because they're not in the conference championships. We thought all these changes were going to be big pro. Having a 17th week, that's not going to work. Having another uh, wild card team, that's ridiculous. They do it. And they keep on shoving. To the NFL's credit, they make these decisions. They're definitive. And they do it. And that's the way it is. And sort of, you know, they, they move on. And, and that's just sort of the new reality. And they've done a pretty good job, I think, in the past of implementing these things and just making them the norm. This, though... This, I feel like, is going to be uh, too unpopular. An extra wild card team that, you know, could make one fan base happier. The extra game. No one who watches these games really cares that much about it. Maybe the players do. This, this is going to alienate a lot of fans. I feel like this one's going to get way too much negative feedback. And I always thought that the NFL, for all their problems, when it came to actual football, was more PR conscious than this. I'm surprised. This seems like a big whiff on their part. Can we talk about this Schefter tweet? Yes. From, um, was this today? Was it this morning? Yeah, it was early this, this morning. morning yeah. So uh, Schefter tweeted out, more than 50,000 tickets were purchased by Bills and Chiefs season ticket holders in the first 24 hours they were for sale for the, if needed, neutral site AFC championship game. Bills fans would be seated on their side of the field and Chiefs fans on the other. That's weird. Cool. That's really weird in every way. Like, what is this, a wedding? Oh, yes, this is the Chiefs' side. This is the Bills' side. Also, the Bengals are sitting there like... What happens if a Bills fan goes to the Chiefs' side where they get kicked out? They get, like, removed from the game? 
Excuse me, Bills fans, Bills fans. Or what about this? Like you go in and you're wearing. You well, also if you scalp a ticket from somebody, right? So if you scalp a ticket from somebody, then do you have to wear like a Bills shirt over your Chiefs shirt, and you get over to that side, and then when the game starts, you rip that shirt off, yeah. and you have your jersey underneath, and you're like, ha ha. I have tricked you. <laughs> they quiz you when you walk in, like when you take a flight. Like, did you pack your bag? Like, does anyone else spend your possession? Do they still in your bag? do that? Too Are you a Buffalo airport? Bills fan? Are you <laughs> sure? Like, I don't know. I don't think so. I barely ever uh, bring a bag anyway. I just bring a carry on when I fly most of the time. So, well, you still have to go through security. You do have to go through security, but it's usually when they ask you about the bag, it's when you're at the gate. You know, I feel like they only do that the in gate, customs at the, uh, at the desk. Is that right? Yeah, and I always am like nervous because they'll, they'll ask the most bizarre things at customs. Did anybody like, else pack your bag? Like, yeah, I'm like, yes, my I don't bag. After you packed so. your bag, have you been with it in at least the last 36 hours? Uh, I don't know how to answer that. I have. Or they're like, have you come into contact with any farm animals? And I'm like, did I? I'm like, no. What did I, what did I come into contact with? I was in Paris. Why would I come into contact with farm animals? Be at the stop and think. Do you want to take a call here? Did they think maybe you took a farm animal on the plane? What? No. Then why did they ask you that? You've never gotten that question at customs? No, I asked, do you oh, have like yeah. any like food that you brought over? Not, not if you touched any animals. Oh. You make it sound so weird. It's one well, of the questions they ask. Uh, monsieur, when you were in France. Like, are you bringing any organic products? Did you come into contact with any farm animals? I'm Did bringing you, uh... my therapy dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there you go. Very good. Uh, let's go to the phone. 617-779-7937. Mike's in Springfield. Hi, Mike. Hey, guys. How are you tonight? Not bad, Mike. How you doing? I can't complain. But I, there's right. no way this could ever possibly work. I mean, the owners are going to end up losing money. And the NFL will lose money. Because these, they're, it's going to be like the NBA. They're going to rest players in week 17 and 18, right? It's home field doesn't matter, right? Or no, am I crazy? No, Mike, I think you're right. I think the NFL may be looking at what happened here with this Bills-Chiefs thing and thinking, wow, look at that, 50,000 tickets got purchased in the first 24 hours. This was like a freaky, weird situation this year. This wasn't the norm. A player died on the field, basically, and got brought back to life, and that cut the schedule uh, down for two of the teams. Like, that's why you have to even consider this. It's not because, you know, oh, God, we were really thinking about neutral site conference championships all this time. You no, don't no, th- no, no, Wait, no. you don't think that there wasn't a single NFL executive before the DeMar Hamlin incident? It's like, oh, you know what we should really think about? We should start thinking about neutral site AFC and NFC championship games. I feel like they would have gotten laughed right out of the meeting it's if they did. It's Super Bowl Junior. <laughs> I mean, the last, you look at the AFC championships alone, the last four years, it's been Arrowhead Stadium. All, people rave yeah. about how crazy it is. And what yeah. the, we spent like four days, you know, with Patriots, Chiefs, talking about what the weather's going to be out there. And even before that, I mean, Mile High Stadium with the Broncos, Gillette, Heinz Field, those have been all your teams that are hosting these AFC championship games. I know I roll my eyes when people romanticize the tough and gritty nature of the NFL, but if you're just going to sit there and it's going to be a perfectly clean game in a dome in Indianapolis or Atlanta, blech, no thank you. Super Bowl? Fine. Conference championship? No. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. And it's ridiculous that they even suggested it and that they're talking about it so seriously. I think this one's going to be DOA. I think they're going to get too much feedback uh, from these cities and these towns and these fans, and it's just going to, they're they are going to uh, bail on this one. I hope so. Come on, let's go, Viking fans. Oh, shut up, Roger. All right, 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. We'll come back and wrap it next here on Sports Radio WEEI. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is WEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Sports Radio, WEEI, Christian Arkian, Megan Adelini. We'll get to the almost end of the show in just a minute here, but I'm just sort of realizing, I was listening to Ryan's uh, trending earlier in the show. There's no games, there's nothing going on tonight. Nope. It's Friday night, no Bruins, there's no Celtics, there's no football, there's nothing. Kind of, I'm a little bummed out about that, you know? You might have to have a social life. No, 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 I have a baby, that's not, that's not happening. Uh, and even when there's something social to do, you go out to a bar, game's on, you know? <laughs> now, yeah, what am I going to watch at the bar now? talk to your wife. Oh, please. You guys could watch a movie. You're out of your mind. You should, oh, you know what you should do? You think do? my wife wants to talk to me? <laughs> yeah. You, well, I haven't gotten to meet your wife yet. I get to meet everybody else's wives. That's true. Uh, my wife said she doesn't want to meet you. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, why would you? Um, my wife and Jones's wife are internet friends. They're not, I haven't met in real life, but they are like very good internet friends. I can't so. believe they haven't met in real... I mean, I understand you guys did nights for a while, but yeah. that's, like, kind of surprising to me. Jones and I only ever hung out one time in the five years, like, hung out <laughs> outside of the station one time. We went to um, we went to uh, Night Shift Brewery over in Melrose, and uh, Jones was in, like, a dunk tank, you know, where you, like, throw the ball and you have to... And they fall into the tank. It was him and DJ Bean were the guys that you could dunk. I got there too late to dunk Jones, which really bummed me out. So I dunked DJ Bean a bunch of times. Uh, Keith was there. It was a good time. We had a good time. But that was the only time we ever hung out. And you and I, in two weeks, basically, have already hung out as many times as Jones and I did uh, in the five years. And definitely for a longer duration. Definitely. And I got way drunker with <laughs> at, uh, at night shift that This tends to happen. Yeah. I'm just um, going to say, like, that's not going to fly going forward. I, You're going to mm, be out of show hangouts. This is gonna. Ha- I know you guys both have children, and I have a dog, mm-hmm. which is basically the same thing. Same thing. So uh, it's just either that, or I'm gonna hang out with your wives. So deal with it. Yeah. By the way, I'm an idiot. Idle hands, not night shift. Idle hands is where. Idle it hands. And it's over in Malden, not in Melrose. Wow. Um, so other than that, different, other than that, I got it completely, completely right. Completely different story. <laughs> uh, you could watch the end of Whiplash. Uh, yeah, I could do that. Do that tonight. I mean, then what do I do after that? You'll probably want to run through a brick wall is what you're going to want to do because it's like one of the best endings of a movie ever. I thought the first episode of The Last of Us was as good as everybody has said it. Oh, The Last of Us. I could start that. That's... Except I never played the game, though. Neither so. did I. I, didn't Neither, I didn't, you think I played the game? I watched it. Yeah? I liked it. Yeah. Liked it? It's not. I don't think you have to know about the video game it's based on to understand the show. Okay. It's a, I thought it was all right. Like, I'm not that into... Zombie show? Like, well, I just feel like... End of the world kind of stories. Oh, that's my bad. Are, it used to be. There's just been so many of them. And then there was COVID. And I'm just like, you know what? And it's just like not really. I'd rather watch a White Lotus or something like that, you know? Something I'd rather a little, watch. Something a little more comedic. 
Yeah, White Lotus. This year's White Lotus was terrific. Yeah, I that like really, a that mix left of, everyone wanting more. A mix of like drama and dark comedy. Like I can't wait for Succession to come back. When mm-hmm. Succession comes back, I'm going to talk about that a lot. So everyone's going to have to live with it. All, All right. right. I like uh, Italian prostitutes singing piano songs. That's my favorite. That's my genre. That's the genre that I enjoy, and that's why White Lotus was bellissima this year. So you're saying you <laughs> you wouldn't want to watch me go live on Twitch around eight eight fifteen and play horror games tonight? Because that's what I'm going to be doing with my off time. I'll watch you on sports. Twitch. I'll watch you on Twitch tonight. Twitch.tv slash yo underscore mota. All right, playing scary games. What game? Uh, I just finished. So on your recommendation, I finished the Stanley Parable, which was not scary. It's a tough one, but right? Yeah. Very, very funny. Very creative. Uh, I just wrapped up Alien Isolation, which was terrifying at points, boring at other. And now I'm playing The Evil Within 2. All right. I've never even heard of any of these. I don't know any That's of them why either. you should watch. I'll watch, I'll watch my guy tonight. There's no games to watch. You might as well watch something. All, All right. right. Uh, Ryan Garvin, what's the time for? Oh, it is time for the almost end of the show. If I can read my sponsor here, which is brought to you by Cars for Kids. Do not waste time getting rid of your older broken car. Stop it. Cars for Kids is the easiest and fastest way to donate your car and get a tax deduction, not a reduction. Go to carsforkids.org today. That's cars with a K. I have some things that I would like to touch at the almost end of the show, but I would like to cede some of my time to Mego that sent out uh, an interesting little video earlier this morning about, uh, was it Andy Murray? Yeah, Andy Murray, the tennis player. I don't follow tennis that much, but this jumped out to me because I thought it was funny and also- Not Andy Murray, the plumber. Pretty ridiculous. <laughs> no, right. Um, this was in Melbourne. So was this, I don't know if it was the Australian Open, some tennis tournament. It's a big tennis thing. Yeah. And he was real mad. Because he didn't get to have his bathroom break, and it was like three in the morning there when he was playing. You know something? I respect the rules. It's so disrespectful that the tournament has us out here until three, four o'clock in the morning, and we're not allowed to go and take a. It's a joke. It is a joke, and you know it as well. Yeah, that is a. Uh... Difficult point, well made. Don't think there's going to be anyone arguing that. Very polite, Judge. Need to go to the toilet. (laughs) You've disrespected my bowels, sir. (laughs) It's disrespectful. My bowels are in an uproar. (laughs) With all the disrespect. Four in the morning, I want to go to the toilet. Andy Murray, he's he's just British, right? I think Andy Murray's a sir, by the way. I think he's Sir Andy Murray. Oh. Um, But he doesn't, he sounded like uh, something else. Didn't he? I know it, was, it wasn't the greatest audio, but like he sounded, he almost sounded like Middle Eastern. In the, I thought he sounded clip, Scottish there. Maybe Scott, maybe it was a little bit of that too. Uh, Those very sounded angry. like Scottish and Middle Eastern. Oh yeah, basically the same thing. So that wasn't the only thing that, I saw this yesterday and I'm, I'm fascinated by how this could possibly turn out. So we're all familiar with, of course, Bill Walton. Bill Walton usually ends up doing some college basketball games, and he's with uh, with Bill Pash or Jason Benetti, and it's always an experience. Well, this caught my eye. Apparently, Bill Walton is going to be getting his own alternate broadcast on NBA League Pass. Um, He was talking to the Post, uh, I believe the Washington Post, about this. Quote, we've got the NBA intergalactic platform. We've got the world's greatest basketball players. We've got the business. We've got the entertainment. By the way, as uh, let me just get some appropriate music here, if I may. Oh, there we go. Do you guys know what this is? This sounds like the dead. Oh, this is Bill Walton's Electric Waste Band. Oh, which of course he is a very famous deadhead. He plays bongos. Um, but I am overly intrigued at what a Bill Walton broadcast will sound like. He will be joined by. Jason Benetti, 
and just some Poor of the weird. <laughs> well, I mean, after you've been working with Bill Walton for a while, I think you know what to expect. Camping World Maui Invitational. We thank you for joining us with America's psychedelic sweetheart, Bill Walton. Bill, you've gone tie-dye for the second half. As, as we celebrate the greatness of the Asheville area, please note that at the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, they have more than 3,000 species of fungi, courtesy of the Asheville Mushroom Club. And I've and eaten so every single one of them the in trip balls. <laughs> coming stronger and stronger as the winter moves into Asheville here. We've just been blessed by outstanding basketball, and we're really just getting started, even though the clocks are running late. I predict there will not be one second where Bill Walton will not be talking. Bill Walton is actually the most famous person I have ever hung up on in radio <laughs> because he called Glenn on his last day, and I had to hang up because he would have just kept talking. I felt Won't bad. Stop, yeah. He was very nice, but again, it's going to be a lot of... You know how you like to make noises when you're calling a game, and it's the Ducks you like to quack, or the Wildcats you like to... Whatever it is you do. So how about you, you go ahead and give us a noise for each XFL team? Dragons! Breathing fire, defenders, yes, the Trojans providing the protection against whatever is going to come your way. The Battle Hawks. That's the worst impression of a Battle Hawk I've ever heard in my life. You did and that, dra that dragon wasn't so great either, I got to say. This thing, I don't think this thing's going to last long. No, I think what's going I don't going think that America's craving this. I'm sorry. I just, I don't know. I don't know that they want this much Bill Walton. I want it! I'm ready. I think it'll be like, yeah, you know, the first time will be a lot of fun, and then I think it's just going to get kind of weird and repetitive. Ooh, ooh, ooh. More than 350 like species of birds live right here in the San Santa Cruz Valley in the Ring of Fire in the Sonoran Desert. Okay, thank you, Bill. And that, of course, brings us to the end of the show. Uh, quick programming notes. Uh, I believe all the Saturday shows tomorrow, including Christian Arkin, 1 to 4, are going to be up at Winter right. Weekend. Uh, producer show, once again, has been moved to Sunday. Shime and myself will be on from 9 to 10 instead of our normal 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. shifts. And, of course, we are always followed by Rich Keefe, 6P to 10P. All right, stay tuned. Rich Keefe coming up next. I want to say thanks to Jared Weiss for Megan Adelini. I'm Christian Arkin. I'll talk to you tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Mego and I will talk to you tomorrow. Or, it's not tomorrow, but on Monday at 2. Stay tuned for Rich Keefe. We're out of here. Bye. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.